Morning, Gertrude, said Gary as they made their way to school. There was a noticeable sense of excitement among all the young gannets going to school that particular morning. The excitement might be explained by the fact that there were only two more sleeps before the start of the summer holidays and everybody was giddy and they could not wait for Friday to come around. And and then, then, freedom! No teachers, no homework, no 12 times tables, no more reciting poems in front of the class for three whole months. Oh, the thought of it was pure bliss. But Gertrude noticed that Gary was even more excited than that. You'd never guess what? She was not really in the mood to play a guessing game. It was way too early in the morning for that kind of carry-on. And if truth be told, she was still quite sleepy. No, I can't, Gary. I give up. I'm going to join the Starlings Cadet School for the summer. You're what? Yes, I'm going to join... Now let me give it the official title. I'm going to join Colonel Starlings Cadet School of Formation Flying. Now if Gertrude or any of the other gannets in the Forklifts colony had eyebrows, these eyebrows would have been raised to their highest point. One question, Gary. Uh, what? Like, why? Because uh, it would help my athletic development and it will give me a better chance of getting to the next egg, said Gary, surprised that he needed to explain his course of action to Gertrude. Oh, for the love of... You know, you'd be the laughing stock of the colony. Uh, let them laugh all they want. It is all they're good for. Listen, I really don't care what they think. The laugh will be on the other side of their faces when I become champion. Gertrude looked at Gary. She did not know what to say. But she did know that if any gannet could become a champion, Gary could. Seb Starling Sergeant Starling's youngest son was paired up with Gary on his first day at the cadet school. Seb's job was to explain, as best he could, the differences in the various routines and to show Gary the moves that needed to be made during each routine. Gary boy, the most important thing you need to know is what Colonel Starling calls the left and the right, said Seb. Huh? The left is called port, and the right is called starboard. Oh yeah, I've come across them before somewhere, said Gary. He scratched his head as he tried to remember where he had come across those phrases. Then he remembered. The humans use those phrases when they sail their boats and fly their planes. They do, yeah, said Seb suspiciously. The next thing you'll be telling me, boy, is that you speak human? No, I don't speak human, but I can read human, and I came across those phrases in a book about sailing and flying an aircraft. Well, I hope you're as nimble as your wife, said Seb. Come on, let's do a few twists and tumbles. Seb took flight, and Gary, once he had adjusted his goggles over his eyes, took off after him. Okay, Gary, boy. Do exactly as I do, said Seb, after they reached a sufficient height up in the sky. Gary watched on as Seb started a downward spiral dive before he levelled off 20 metres above the ground and flew in a straight line for approximately 100 metres before he landed in a meadow.
Gary tried to do what Seb did, but he ended up in a dizzy heap on the ground. You need to control your spirals. You know, do slower spins, advised Seb. That way, you won't get dizzy. Then you'll be able to fly in a straight line and land properly. It's simple, really. It took Gary two more attempts before he could master that manoeuvre. For the next couple of weeks, Gary learnt the various twists, turns and tumbles required for each routine. Seb then arranged with his eleven fellow delinquent Starling cadets to attend the next part of Gary's training. This was the next big step for Gary, performing the routines while flying in formation. And initially, it proved a step too far. His first attempt was a clumsy disaster. He caused mayhem as he tried in vain to move as quickly and as seamlessly as the Starling cadets, but ended up colliding with five of them and causing them to fall from the sky. Luckily, no bird was badly hurt. Jeepers, Gary boy, we break to the port on the final twist, said Seb as he picked himself up off the ground. So, so, so sorry, Seb. I, I, I got mixed up. Okay, let's do it again. Remember, Gary boy, we break to port. You know, to the left at the last twist of the routine. Gary completed it correctly at the next attempt. Over the next couple of weeks, he got better and better and became less of a hindrance to the other members of Seb's team. It took a while, but Seb and his team recognised the improvement in Gary's routines and they invited Gary into their ranks. Gradually, they were mixed in with all the other starlings in the murmuration. As usual, when you are out playing and having loads of fun, You do not notice the time as it flies by. And so it was for Gary, as the months of summer and the early autumn came and went in double-quick time. Then, in the early autumn, the starlings began their final preparations for their annual migration. Hey Gary, we're going to the south of Spain for the winter months, said Seb. Do you want to join us? Me migrating to Spain? You cannot be serious. Of course I'm serious. Listen, you're fully integrated into the murmuration at this stage. You know all the moves by heart, and most importantly, you display many styling instincts by. You've proved yourself. Nobody in the murmuration would have a problem with you coming along at all. Even Colonel Starling agrees. Don't you, Colonel? Colonel Starling strutted up alongside Seb and Gary. Agree to what, young chap? Agree to Gary joining us in our migration to Spain. By Jove, young Seb, that's a great idea. Uh, only one problem. My parents, said Gary. Oh, and the rest of the gannets in the Four Cliffs colony. Tell your father that you need to build up your stamina, and accompanying us to Spain is a practical way of doing this. And anyway... When did you give a damn about what other gannets thought? 